0: A scripture reading for tonight's lesson will be coming from 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 13 to 14. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 13 to 14. Hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. That good thing which was committed to you Keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. Good afternoon. Certainly an honor to be here tonight to bring to you God's Word. I have to say thank you to the men of the sound booth. I created a PowerPoint for this lesson, and I use uh, Apple products, so I do not use PowerPoint, I use Keynote. Apparently, Keynote does not transfer to PowerPoint unless you export it that way, and I learned that tonight. So they worked very diligently and quickly this, this evening to get the PowerPoint up and running for you. So thank you to them for that. As you can see, 2 Timothy 1.13 kind of be the springboard for our lesson this evening. Where Paul says, Hold fast the form of... Of sound words which thou hast heard from me. Hold fast, sound words. Hold fast, sound doctrine. You know, when you have the difficulties in life, you learn from them. I grew up with two grandparents next door that went through the tail end of the Great Depression as kids. And they did not throw away anything. If you emptied a jar of peanut butter, they washed it out, put the lid back on it, and put it up. And they would store things in it. And you didn't get rid of anything because there would be a day that you might need that. So they would hold fast to things which they thought they might need they would store away items that they thought might be beneficial now when you're talking to me and I say the other day you can ask my wife that could be yesterday that could be five years ago it was the other day to me my ability to relay time in that way is not a strength but if y'all remember, about two years ago, we came to church on a Wednesday night and had a very abbreviated service because there was some impending snow. Now, if you live south of here, you really didn't see much of it. If you live north of here, it was an interesting drive home. My typical 45-minute drive home became two and a half hours. I could not go the routes I normally went because the roads became so impassable and so covered in snow that by the time I got home, we had over four inches at my house. It was uh, a trek, And, you know, where we live, we're on the state line. And when I say state line, if you're headed uh, east, you're in Alabama. If you're headed west, you're in Tennessee. So it's the state line. Uh, well, on that tr- journey home, one of the problems I kept running into is my windshield wipers were freezing. And it would, therefore, no longer clean my windshield of snow. So I would stop, have to clean off my windshield wipers, I'd get back in, I'd go another 15 or 20 minutes and have to do the same thing again. Well, I was the one who gave the invitation at church that night. So I had wore my dress clothes, my Sunday best, with my Sunday shoes. Needless to say, I now have a pair of boots that stays always in my truck. Because dress shoes do not do too well in four inches of snow when you're having to get out and clean frozen wipers. It accumulates. That, That accumulates. Your shoes become saturated with water. My feet were froze. That's what I'm talking about. Things that happen cause us to put some information away and to adapt our lives to how we do things. The same thing can be said about Christianity. You know, Paul would tell people to hold fast to the sound words because there were people out there who were going about and teaching a gospel that was not true. If you look at 1 Thessalonians 5.21, it said, Prove all things, hold fast to that which is good. Prove all things, hold fast to that which is good. In Titus um, excuse me. In Titus one and verse nine, it says, "Holding fast the faithful words that have been taught, that he may be able to uh, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayer." The idea here is that we take the sound doctrine that we've heard and we apply it to our lives, and that we are able to use that sound doctrine. To teach others. To bring others to the gospel. In First Timothy 5, 15 and 16, it says, Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly unto them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto them and unto the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt save both thyself and them that hear thee. When you take heed to sound doctrine, when you apply it to your lives, you benefit yourself as a Christian. That's what I want to talk about. Paul said to hold fast to the sound words in 2 Timothy 1.13. I want to talk about holding fast to sound words tonight. I want to talk about the type of person that it takes to hold to sound doctrine. And I want to talk about what type of words we're to hold fast to. First off, when we talk about the type of character that it needs, that you need... To be, to hold the uh, sound words, I look at Micaiah from First Kings 22 and verse 14, where he said, as the Lord liveth, I will speak, or what the Lord has said unto me, that will I speak. You see, he took the approach that what God said is what he would say. You've heard people talking about the Bible when they talk about Christianity and they talk about being a Christian doing Bible things in Bible ways and calling Bible things by Bible names. The idea of holding to sound doctrine and to sound words and holding to what the Bible teaches is speaking what the Bible speaks and saying what the Bible says. And when it doesn't speak or it doesn't say you don't make assumptions that well it didn't say I couldn't do this. I mean you look at Nadab and Abihu when they made the offering of the profane fire and they were struck down by God for offering an incense that was unacceptable to him or an offering that was unacceptable because they went not where the Bible said they couldn't go but they didn't go where it said for them to go. So Micaiah said, I will speak that which the Lord has told me to speak. And also you can view this as one of those where it doesn't matter if it's a popular opinion, if the Bible speaks it, we teach it. Sound doctrine does not change because popular society, or society says it's no longer popular. We don't do like certain religious organizations who have a council of men to decide whether or not something is sinful anymore. If the Bible says it is sin, it is sin. We don't change our opinion of what the Bible teaches based on what society tells us is right or wrong. God's truth has been the same always. And His moral standards do not change based on society. So you have to be one that's willing to speak what the Bible speaks whether it's popular or not. Also, the type of person that you need to be when you are talking about one who holds fast to sound doctrine is somebody like Joshua. In Joshua 22 and verse 15, where he told the people of Israel to choose you this day. And he goes on to say whether or not you want to serve the gods of the Ammonites or the gods of your fathers or the Egyptians... But he says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You have to be decisive. You have to make a decision to follow after God and put away all things that might beset you, that might weigh you down from achieving that heavenly reward. There was temptation in front of Joshua to bow down and to appease the people. To be the leader of popularity and do what they want to do. But he said, I am here to serve God. And this day, me and my family have chosen to follow after God. It doesn't matter what you do. We've made our choice. God is our leader. And that is who we follow. You have to be decisive. You have to decide to follow after God and put away all other things that might distract you and take place of God and keep them out of the forefront of your life and hold fast to that which He has told you to do. Another individual we could take a lesson from would be Ezra in Ezra 7 and verse 10. Where Ezra prepared in his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it. And to teach. In Israel, the statutes and judgments. See, it's one thing to say that you're going to be a Christian. It's one thing to say that you're going to follow after God. And it's another thing to actually do it. It takes preparation. It takes time. It takes effort. There are people in the world that are Christian in name only. You go back to... They're open to James, and you look at James where he talks about being a doer of the Word and not a hearer only. You see, there are, out there, there are those out there who claim to be Christians. They say that they're a Christian, but if you look at the life that they live, there's no facts that they're a Christian. There's no evidence that they're a Christian. They simply say they're a Christian. See, Ezra prepared in his heart to teach and to obey God's law. Us as Christians should be following that same example. In Titus 2 and verse 1 it says, Speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. That's what Ezra was doing. He was preparing himself, studying. He was making himself prepared to teach. In Second Timothy two and verse fifteen it says, Study to show thyself approved unto God. It says that a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing in the word of truth. He prepared himself, as we as Christians are to do also. You can also go back to a verse that we mentioned earlier in 1 Timothy 4, 15 and 16 talking about meditating upon these things. Giving yourself wholly unto them. In doing so, you'll save both yourself and those that hear you. Ezra prepared himself to teach God's Word. As we prepare ourselves to teach God's Word, that is a way of us holding fast to the sound doctrine holding fast to the Word of God and preparing ourselves to live in that that uh, that life following after Christ. So you have three examples here of characters, of people who followed after God. Micaiah who said that I will speak what the Lord spake. That which He tells me to speak, I will speak. you have to worry about those who speak partially what God spoke. takes a little bit of the truth and mixes in their own truth. The world is full of those who want to tell you the good news of Jesus to get you to follow after them and not Him. They have financial incentives to do so. If you follow after them, When they start preaching about the money, they get it. They don't teach the truth of God. They teach their own truth. And then you have Joshua who chose to serve God no matter what. You know, you think of Joshua standing before the children of Israel And there's indecision. There's murmuring. There's always that group that wants to go aside and, and do it their own way. And He stands up in front of them and says, choose you this day. Almost as if it's a war cry. Saying, choose this day who you will serve. If you want to go serve another God, then you can do it over there. But me and my family, those who follow me, will follow after Christ. Follow after God. And Paul told us to be imitators of Him or be followers of Him as He was of Christ. That's what we're to do as Christians is to choose this day to serve God, to be obedient children of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and to put him on and to Go forth to the world and teach them the gospel. So when Paul said, hold fast to that sound doctrine, he's telling us that we take that doctrine and we apply it to our lives. We are better prepared for it as Ezra was, who prepared himself, who prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord, both to do and to teach it. Not only did He prepare Himself to teach others, He prepared Himself to follow after. Remember, Paul said that He kept Himself in subjection, lest that He, at the end of His life or end of His teaching, be a castaway. See, there are those who prepare themselves to teach the law of God, but never prepare themselves to keep it. Not only do we prepare ourselves to keep it, or to teach it, but also to keep it. Now, the next question I have is after we hold attitudes or characters that we use to hold fast, the words to hold fast too. In Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4, it says that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth from the mouth of God. And we know this is Jesus talking during temptation. And he is hungry and he's been fasting and And, and Satan says, here's, here's a stone that turned to bread. And he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth of the mouth of God. That is the word that a Christian is to hold on to. The Word of God. That is what Paul was talking about in 2 Timothy 1.13 where he said, hold fast to sound words. You see, when you look through the Scripture, uh, I was teaching Bible class Two weeks ago, I think it was, like I said, it was the other day. John 6.68 was mentioned. When all who were listening to Jesus Christ and His teachings, and they were listening to what He was saying, and they said, this is a hard saying, who can do this? Jesus turned to the apostles and said, will you too also go away? And Peter looked at them and said, Lord, where shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Now I paraphrased a whole lot before John 6.68, but that last part is John 6.68. You have the gospel of Jesus Christ. The words of eternal life. You can look at John 12.48 where Jesus talks about the words that He gave us or the judgment, will be our judge in the last days. If we Accept them or reject them. The same shall be our judge. You know, when I was teaching Bible class, I talked about how I always say, well, this passage is my favorite verse in the Bible. And then I'll teach another Bible class and I'll say, this passage is my favorite passage in the Bible. Well, I'm using the same passage so I can say it again. It's my favorite passage. John 14, 1 through 6. You see, in John 14... It's just so wonderful being a Christian looking at that passage because it's so comforting. It says He's preparing us a home and He's coming again to receive us. But in verse 6 there, He says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. He's the way to eternal life. He is the truth. He is eternal life. In Him, we find salvation. So when I'm holding fast, I want to hold fast to the words of Jesus Christ, to His teachings, to the Gospel. In John 17, verse 17, He said, Sanctify them through thy word, thy word is truth. That is what we hold fast to. There are other things out there that we don't want to hold fast to. If you look at uh, Proverbs 14, and verse 12, you know, it says there there is a way which seems right unto man, but the end thereof is death. It's not in man to lead himself. If man leads himself, he leads himself to condemnation, not salvation. Say so the words of God are truth. The words of Jesus is righteousness. The way is holy and pure. When man leads man, man leads himself to destruction. In Second Timothy, Chapter 4, verse 3 says, For a time will come where they will not endure sound doctrine. That's what we're talking about. Heaping or holding fast to sound doctrine. Holding fast to sound words. You see, when I was preparing myself to speak today, I sat down with my Bible and I said, What am I going to talk about? What lesson will we cover? And that's to me is one of the hardest things that I do when I'm prepared to preach is figure out what we're going to talk about. Some weeks it's easy. Some weeks I have this idea in my head and it's all I can think about, and that's it's easy. I can go with it. Other weeks I'm I think, well, what am I going to? What are we going to do? Is it going to be this or is it going to be that? What about this? Those are you know what I call the squirrel weeks where. You chase all the different nuts. So, one of the verses that kept coming to mind was Isaiah fifty, or one of the passages that kept coming to mind was Isaiah fifty-nine, where he talks there about the Lord not being able to not hear you or see you or save you, but that your sin has separated you from God. It goes on talking about how they they were running to sin, that their hands were covered in blood, and that they were just so wholly given to sin. That was the nation that God's prophets were preaching to wholly given to sin. You look at Jonah, when Jonah was told to go to Nineveh and preach to the wicked city. Because of what they were doing, God was ready. To destroy them. You see, there's a time when all people, well, I, I, I shouldn't say all people, but there's a time when, you know, the majority turns away from God and turns against God. And they no longer heap to themselves sound doctrine. They no longer. Take sound doctrine, but heathen themselves after their own lust, their own desires. They go after what they want to go after instead of what God said to do. You know, as I read Isaiah 59, I kept coming back in my mind and thinking about the world that we live in today. And how that society tells us that homosexuality is right. That it's okay. It tells us that divorce is fine for any reason. It tells us that being a Christian is evil. Anything that God stands for, anything that a Christian stands for, just about in our society is deemed evil. So when I read Isaiah 59, I can't help but see the parallels from then to now. When I look at 2 Timothy 4 3, and it says they will no longer endure sound doctrine, that's what I think about. When the world, when you look at the world, they don't want sound doctrine. They want their own doctrine. They don't want Jesus. They want sin. As Christians, we have to heap to ourselves the sound doctrine. We have to hold fast to sound words. In Galatians chapter 1, Six through nine. Paul speaking to the Galatians was distraught. He said, I marvel that you're called from the gospel unto another. He said, which is not another? He said, there'd be those that would try to deceive you and call you to another gospel, but there is no other gospel but the gospel that we preached. He said, anybody that preaches a different gospel than what we taught, let them be accursed. See, there are those out there who will take God's Word and they'll try to twist it and manipulate it. And they'll try to make it fit what society says is cool. What society says is good, that's not what the God's Word says. God's Word says what it's always said. It doesn't change because societal standards changed. It's always been the same. That's why we have to hold to ourselves sound doctrine. In 2 Timothy 2, in verse 2, Paul said in the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. A part of holding fast, a part of holding to that sound doctrine is you take that doctrine, you apply it to your lives, but you don't just hold it, you share it. That's what Paul said to do there. He said what you've heard from me among many witnesses, commit to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You teach other people who can teach other people who can teach other people. When you hold fast to sound doctrine, you apply it to your lives, you apply it to your life, but you also apply it to other people's lives. Sound doctrine is to be shared. You know, in Mark 16, He said, go teach all nations. Baptizing them, name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's, that's what we're told to do as a part of the, the Great Commission. To go and teach all nations. Go and teach and make Christians. So in 2 Timothy 1.13 when he said hold fast to the sound doctrine or sound words. He's saying hold fast to the Gospel of Jesus Christ. When you hold fast to the gospel of Jesus Christ, you make application and you create more Christians. Let me ask you this. What are you holding tonight? Are you holding God's Word? Has it made you a Christian? Are you faithful in that Word? Are you holding to the sound words of Jesus Christ? Did you obey sound words? If you're not a Christian, you haven't obeyed sound words. The most sound advice that anybody can be given is to obey the gospel of Jesus Christ, to put Christ on in baptism, to arise from that water your grave of baptism, and to be a new creature in Christ. The old man of sin is put away. You're a new creation, without sin, to be in a Evangel of Jesus Christ. If you're here and you have need, come as together we stand and sing. We hope you have enjoyed this lesson from God's Word. If you would like to continue your study of New Testament Christianity, please send your name and address to World Bible School, West Huntsville Church of Christ, 1519 Old Monrovia Road, Northwest, Huntsville, Alabama, 35806. Or if you prefer, send your name and address by email to wbs at westhuntsville.org.